In the 1980s, three kids grew up watching cartoons in their PJs, eating cold cereal and playing with toys. These boys promptly grew up and joined the vast suburban landscape. Today, still infatuated with toys and shows from their youth, they survive as dads. If you want a podcast and have no one else to listen to, and if you can find it, maybe you can listen to The Saturday Morning Buffoons. Hey, it's your Saturday morning buffoons, and we are, in fact, back. Uh, it's been a while, and uh, <clears throat> for good reason. Uh, we actually got together, all three of us, in person, and went to the SoCal Joe Show in Temecula, California. Um, so we're going to do a little bit of a format change for today, and we're going to talk about uh, collecting G.I. Joes, so of course, G.I. Joe-centric, of course, because that's just how we roll. Um, and, uh, yeah, we wanted to talk about this this show that we went to. And even though it was uh, a little bit smaller than anticipated, maybe, and we weren't as there as long as we had uh, planned, it was still a really good time. Um, so we're going to fly by the seat of our pants here and do a, a quick... Uh, you know, kind of recall and review of the SoCal Joe show and also um, <clears throat> explore the additional aspect of our G.I. Joe youth, which is collecting action figures. Um, and in this case, we were specifically looking for some of the G.I. Joe classified figures. And uh, to that end, I'm going to let Jason kick things off here because he is the uh, the paramount collector of the uh, Saturday morning buffoons. And, uh, yeah, Jay Jason of Jay's Action Figure Emporium. Yeah, <clears throat> I have a problem. That's all I have to say. <laughs> it's a good problem to have, especially for Joe and I. It's not drugs. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> yeah at least you're not it doing drugs. It's not hookers. Um, um, so, so I was just going to say, I know, like, this this came about because we talked about going to the big Joe Con in Augusta, Georgia. Um, but that's kind of a, well, what not kind of, it's a colossal pain in the ass to try to go to Georgia. So, um, I'm not sure which one of you was discovered the show. I'm assuming it was Joe that discovered this, this convention. Jason, oh, was me? It, I think Jason. <clears throat> oh, well, oh, because they had the, um, um, an exclusive classified figure. I gotcha. That I, that I was going to wanted to, to buy and, uh, found it. I think it was December last year. Was it the Starduster figure? Yeah. Okay. So, right. Okay. So just to kind of loop in our listeners. So growing up, of course, we watched a lot of 80s cartoons. Uh, primarily G.I. Joe was our go-to. We did a lot of collecting and playing with the, the classic three and three quarter inch real American hero figures. Um, and as many of you may know, Hasbro has reintroduced the G.I. Joe line. Uh, as six-inch figures called G.I. Joe Classified. They're similar to, like, the Star Wars 
black i think it's star wars black label yeah. or something like that um but so i think it interestingly enough the three of us were kind of against these figures at first oh yeah and i, I all absolutely of us did not want them at all yeah it and, was part I, partially the non three and three quarter inch as well as um strikingly different appearances for like core figures like mainstream yeah, they, figures they went different route uh some took um from the comics others took from like gi joe sigma six um sometimes they incorporated a bunch of different other ones um i think gun was well, roblox roblox is like an algorithm of like eight or nine different things with a stupid gun they straight ruined firefly i mean mm -hmm. straight ruined yeah. oh he but he has great camouflage and a ski mask it's not the yeah. same it's not the same. A giant piece. Bomb Firefly is a legit badass. Um, but so anyway, um, because we all got back into this, we, we decided we wanted to go to this show. We knew it was going to be more than classified figures, which it was. Um, so our our adventure to this started with uh, with uh, Jason's family and my family arriving in San Diego, which is. Uh, <clears throat> somewhere near where Joe calls home. And uh, we had to kill Friday and Saturday time. And then Sunday was the morning. Uh, we went to, to Temecula, uh, which is, what, about 40 north minutes of, away? Yep, north of so, San Diego. Yeah, about 40 south, minutes north. South of north. Riverside. Okay. And so, um, we, uh, yeah, we all piled into Joe's vehicle. And and headed to Temecula and stood in line with a bunch of other really cool people, adult nerds, <laughs> action That's figure right nerds, enthusiasts. toy nerds. It's interesting to be a toy collecting adult and look at the other people around you and still have the delusion that you're the coolest ones standing there. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> But when we all show up, and uh, one of my early highlights was Joe looking at mine and Jason's t-shirts, which were G.I. Joe specific, and calling us nerds, only to unveil his own G.I. Joe t-shirt, which he was wearing. <laughs> You're damn right. Um, but yeah, yeah and, and actually, the people can't see, but Jason is wearing a G.I. Joe t-shirt, which he acquired at the uh, the SoCal Joe show. Um I don't know. So, Jason, tell me about your like your uh, thought process when you went going into this show. Like, what were your expectations? What were you looking for? How much of it was, you know, up to par? Um, my expectations were um, low, just because I had seen videos on YouTube of the previous ones. Um, but it was definitely very like I knew it was going to be something that was very kind of like a small not quite a really large, you know, there wasn't going to be people in costumes. It wasn't going to be like special appearances by Stars and Slaughter. Um, and so I thought that that was going to be kind of cool. You know, you might be able to find something that you wouldn't be able to find at a larger convention. Um, and then um, it kind of, I thought it was going to be more rooms. The one room was a little small, but um, still worked out. Um, it kind of brought me back to the first time I went to a comic book convention in San Francisco. Mm. Um, probably junior high. It was wow. pretty similar. I mean, it was a hotel and it was like two convention rooms instead of just one. But I mean, it was nice to see all of the 
the, the vintage G.I. Joes. Um, yeah. And I liked the fact that it was mostly G.I. Joes. There wasn't a lot of like Star Wars figures or He-Man figures or anything else. Yeah. It was definitely Joe-centric. Um, I, I would say it was a solid like 80% G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Felt, yeah, felt that way. It was nice. Um, I did think there were going to be more classified figures there just because they're out now and they're readily available. Uh-huh. Um, so that was kind of a disappointment because I was looking to, to buy a couple of um, things that I had missing uh-huh. or, of my collection. I did find two out of the three. So, yeah, I did come away a winner on that one. Well, you came away with your primary, right? The one that yes. you were the number one on the list. Yeah, the uh, Pulse Con or Zartan or whatever. Um, I think it's Pulse Con Zartan. I, I call him the Many Faces Zartan. He's the mm-hmm. one that comes with more disguises. Yep. Okay. All right. And Joe, what about you? What were your expectations like, uh, you know, kind of when we started talking about going versus, you know, when we arrived? So to start things off, like the Augusta idea sounded awesome. And then I watched a couple of YouTube videos on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was kind of, I don't know, pissed off is the right word. But I was really unhappy with the volume of not G.I. Joe stuff that was present in the mm-hmm. like, I'm assuming it's like a, a bigger version of what we went to. And then kind of like a Comic-Con where they might have like Larry Helma is going to give a talk or, you know, Buzz Dixon is there. Um, mm-hmm. But like when the people on the YouTube were were cruising the the vendors, it was like just a buttload of not G.I. Joe stuff like. Star Wars, like, and not even like '80s cartoon stuff. Right. It was like just a hodgepodge of basically modern stuff mixed in with some old stuff. Although well, some pretty impressive stuff, like there were some cool dioramas. But like in general, I was like, we're gonna pay how much to go that far, and it's gonna not be like all GI Joe stuff. Like, right. so then Jay pitched the the other con to us. And I watched some YouTube videos on it and my expectations were kind of, you know, hopeful, but not too high. Mm. And it turned out to be, you know, pretty awesome for what we paid to get into it. Now, granted, you guys had to travel, so you paid significantly more than I did. (laughs) But, um, you know, like we all, I think all of us got something out of it that Mm. we were hoping to get something, right? Like something coveted. And I think we all got something we were coveting um, at what I would say are pretty good prices. Yeah, that would be a major. The the actual one of the surprising things was the pricing was way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, the only other toy convention that I've ever been to before, I felt like things were outrageously priced. Um, and you know, just cutting to the chase here, man. The like the bin of like fifteen and twenty dollar classified figures alone was a winner. Um, my expectation, the only other, the only other, um, toy convention I had been to was at actually at a hotel that I worked at and I went over on my lunch break, um, and didn't get much time to do it, but it was a little bit bigger than this one, but same thing. Um, and from what I've been told and what we've all seen to see on YouTube, uh, star Wars kind of dominates toy conventions, which yeah. frankly, as also a star Wars fan, rightfully so, right. It's got a much bigger, um, following of course, um, it branches out, you know, like my son, doesn't care for GI Joe, but he loves Star Wars, you know. So that like the GI Joe thing didn't really pass down, but he does love Star Wars. <clears throat> um, but you know, my biggest expectation out of this was met, and I'm going to sound real cheesy here. I got to do something with you guys 
that I'd never really done before, which is go shopping for GI Joes with you. You know, we've had like sure? Jason and I went shopping for GI Joes. Joe, you and I have gone shopping for GI Joes, but never the three of us together um, in this type of environment, especially. But and I just thought that was awesome. Like the the best part of of the the day for me was like the three of us that you know we uh, you guys you guys have known each other since childhood. But like I met Jason when he was in the eighth grade, and I was in seventh grade. Joe, I met you. I think I'm, I, I don't know if it was before or not before Jason and I were roommates or it might've been just barely before that. Yeah. I think right around. I mean, hell time. it's, it's, it's been 20 years at this point. It doesn't really matter. Right. Um, uh, right. but you know, we didn't, we, we always kind of talked about GI Joe, but this was a different experience. Like that was something that, you know, you just don't, you don't have, in my opinion, you don't have those kind of, again, to sound cheesy, like kindred spirits where the three of us are like G.I. Joe was the focal point of our childhood and we all happen to know each other and we're still in regular communication and somehow G.I. Joe still kind of dominates the conversation. Mm -hmm. So that was my main expectation. You know, I, I thought it was going to be small, like, like Jason, I thought it maybe it was going to be like two ballrooms. It was definitely cramped and tight in there, uh, but everybody was cool. Like nobody was, you know, there was no douchebags kind of wandering around. There was some unique people, um, but yeah, no, I, I thought that was great. I did come away with um, a couple figures that were, you know, that I one one that I was looking for and one that I wasn't really looking for, but but as Jason pointed out, was just an insanely good deal. Um, and I got some three and three quarter inch stuff to complete some, uh, some figures in that collection, which, uh, I'm kind of the, uh, what do you want to call it here? I'm, I'm the grail holder when it comes to the GI Joe three and three quarters. I've kind of, uh, Jason and Joe have donated the bulk of their, their collections to me. So I kind of hold those in, uh, in escrow for all of us. Carry the torch, and they, uh, you know, whenever, whenever you guys come visit me, it's it's always fun. We always bust those out too, and I I, I consider them, you know, your guys's toys as well as mine. So, um, <clears throat> but man, I I think uh, a couple things that I thought was really cool too about the place was some of the artwork that some of the guys had. Uh, I think one of the guys was a legit comic book cover artist. Yeah, that was their guest. Uh their guest quote unquote uh uh i don't know um celebrity okay um he was one of the ones that had done i think his most famous one was the uh more recent gi joe cover with has all of the is it a thousand characters or all the characters on the front yeah. cover um yeah he yeah that was unbelievable. by hand and and made it i think it was like the gi joe 100 or gi joe i, I, I kept saying the, thinking they said the number 300 for some reason but gi joe 300 I don't know, man. I, I haven't read a G.I. Joe comic in a long time. Um, <clears throat> yep, G.I. Joe 300. But what I what so, I thought was kind of interesting, and, and you guys can chime in, the same several figures seem to be readily available. Um, there, there were some rarities, but, you know, you, you had a lot of the same people, in my opinion, they were trying to show showcase... Uh, on the classified side, that is, a lot of the same characters, 
you know, um, the ones that are, com I, I feel like they're the ones that are honestly more commonly found. You guys disagree? Sorry. What do you, you're saying that they were prominently on sale at the yeah. con? Yeah. Like, who like, you, who are we talking about here? Well, like, I can, well, like I can tell you what's readily available in my neck of the woods is, uh, nothing, um, <laughs> Tiger Force Outback, Rakondo, okay. Python Patrol Officer, um, and that's like, and Lady J, um, Blister Pack, old school from Walmart. I, 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 and then I, I kept seeing this, the Snake Eyes non-window, which one is that one? The, um, the white, uh, with timber the, one? The, yeah. The, the, the one with the night visor as opposed to and the, the brown animals. pants mm -hmm. yeah and he's got the, the different color scheme mm -hmm. um no i felt like i saw um i'm trying to remember that there was there's, a there's a lot of cobra troopers i think yeah, there you go um they had well, to be fair newer ones hang on to be fair that was one of the figures i was looking for was a cobra trooper because for all I knew, Cobra Troopers were the the only ones available were the were the Target exclusive, the Cobra Island one. Right. It wasn't until recently that I figured out there was a non Cobra Island Cobra Trooper that wasn't as rare, and that was one of the ones I found in the twenty dollar bin, which mm. I scored, okay. which was super happy about. The other thing I will mention since we're talking about the twenty dollar bin is, um, Jay. Long story short, we were looking for a beachhead for Jay to open and put on his shelf. That was there for $15 marked as, oh, it's it's missing parts. And I was like, is it? <laughs> and, I, and I looked I looked closely and it, yeah, his pistol and his knife weren't in the little um, plastic, but they were in his holster and his sheath on his boot. So I was like, it's not incomplete. It's complete. It's only $15. And that's a figure that even open is selling for like 40 bucks. Oh, so yeah. I, I snatched that. I snatched that bad boy in a heartbeat. I've been, and then uh, the other one was was Kevin's coveted figure for his uh, display. Yeah, so I, I got the um, the original. I wouldn't call him original. The the first classified line Duke, um, which which uh, we actually had seen recently. Joe and I had seen recently at a shop here in Phoenix, opened for forty five dollars, and I scored him in the box for twenty bucks. Um, now it did say the box had been opened, right? Which, or which no. I opened my figures anyway, so right. didn't matter. Um, didn't matter. And, and it was 20, 20 bucks, bucks, which to oh, point yeah. out to our listeners too, uh, 20 bucks is below retail market value. Yep. I don't think I've seen anything less than 1999 on these. And most of them are 2499, 20, 20, 21, 99 or 22 yeah. 99 at target or Walmart. Yeah. And then you get to the quote unquote deluxe figures, which are, you know, 30 some odd dollars and then $40 for some of the crazy ones. I don't know. I mean, like Serpentor and Dr. Mindbender and these guys, those they're, they're expensive, man. Don't even get me started. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, it, it seemed to be two main vendors to me that we kind of kept looking through their classified figures. Um, there was the well, guy that also had the Indiana Jones figures. Oh, yeah, that yeah, so and cool. then and then the guy with the bin with all the classified figures, um, but I, I, you know, maybe it was just the the uh, however many laps we took. Um, we took what? What did you say, Jay? Eight laps we took. 
Yeah, I think so. We went back and forth around uh, the circle, like, yeah, about eight times, I think. Um, that sounds about right. I mean, I think it's you, you the first lap or so is kind of overwhelming. Yes. And you was, you try. I, I remember thinking to myself, like, I'm not going to buy anything yet. Like, I want to take a lap. And then you start to get that feeling like, um, if I don't buy this now, it's going to be gone. Yeah, you're not going to see it on the second lap. Someone's going to yeah. see it first. Well, that happened. So yeah. it did. It did. Yeah. Um, and I was a dog on it. The Duke that I got, I believe, was the only one in that bin. Yep. Because the if there head, was another one, I would have got it. And the beachhead was definitely the only one in that bin. Because um, I'm still on the hunt for one of those. And and just to reiterate the price thing on the super score we got out of that, <clears throat> I'm being outbid like crazy on on eBay trying to lock down uh, a a, uh, a beachhead to the point where I'm like, I was bidding, I'm bidding on open ones and it's still getting up to like 20, 30, 40 bucks. Like we were saying, and I just have a mental Jeez. limit on it. And because we found one for so, so cheap now, like I'm trying to get another one of those scores, but it's, it's just not going to happen. Um, so but, I can tell you right now there's, I just pulled up beachhead on eBay. We're looking at 6284. It's crazy. Or best offer, $56 buy it now. Uh, 13 bids with one day left at 2150 open out of the box, no box. Right. No box at all. Figure laying on a table with weapons, $45. Yeah, uh, yeah it's crazy. $40 buy it now in box. That's actually not a bad deal, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, um, $6 shipping. I think the yeah, the one I'm bidding yeah, on $6 is $6 shipping. Yeah. The one I'm currently bidding on, Just honestly, is I'm at $21.50, $575 shipping, no box, this is, but but has all his gear. This is bonkers. $79.88, free shipping, $135, blue eyes. Beachhead and snake eyes, buy it now, 60 bucks. Yeah. Just to point out, to again, to the listeners, uh, the three of us love Beachhead because Beachhead's one of the coolest looking G.I. Joe figures of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And they didn't ruin him like they ruined Firefly. Although, although they tried to ruin him with that beret. Well, with the with the stupid beret and the ugly green weapons, and not camouflage pants. Yeah. But yeah. but it's close enough for government work. Yeah, so. and he still looks awesome. Well, I should say it's close enough for Hasbro's half-assing uh, marketing team. Yes, I said what I said, and that's an interesting point uh, on the classified figures. Some of them are, in my opinion, just like spot on amazing. Alley Viper. Alley Viper. Dude, the Cobra Trooper, even or Cobra Officer, like mm-hmm. for being a just a soldier, like not a, you know, a named character, or whatever, totally legit. The Cobra Commander, in my opinion, actually looks really good. Uh, Lady J, really good. So Cobra Commander was actually the first figure I got. And Same. it was from Jay. From Jay, like two years ago or something crazy. I was like, Oh, I didn't even know they had these. These are cool. Yeah. And then I, I don't, I have daughters, so I don't go to toy stores like ever. So like, I did not even know they existed until Jay showed me his and then gave me that Cobra commander. Um, yeah, I had no idea, but yeah. I, I think lady J I think Flint is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big Barbecue. fan of tiger force outback. He looks Barbecue. good. Um, Bar- Doctor, uh, barbecue, yeah. Major Blood is pretty sick. 
cartoon. Action that's one I wish I could get, but that one's another outrageously priced one. And that's one that I scored at a great deal. I got him for 40 bucks, and that was literally Jason was whispering in my ear two or three times, like, that's a crazy deal. He sells for $80. Yeah, that's 80, 80, 90 bucks. And I'm like, uh, and then basically the peer pressure got to me and I was like, I'll get him. I'll get him. Uh, Well, (laughs) I'm pretty sure I shoved him in your hand. You did. Jason was like, that's a good deal. It'd be crazy if you don't buy that. And I'm glad I did now that I, now that I look at it, um, you know, you know, so I guess the, <clears throat> the, I, I think it's honestly the G.I. Joe classified stuff that brought us to this show, right? I mean, we're not really actively hunting out the the three and three quarter inch figures anymore. Um, these ones are They're a little expensive. more dis, more displayable because of their Those size, I think. Expensive. Yeah. Well, and they do take up a significant amount of space, which mm-hmm. require multiple shelving units and or lighting indoors, right, Jason? Yeah, but yes, they're. I, I uh, need two new shelves now because of the <laughs> next wave coming out. But their po- their posability and their their um, articulation, articulation is is pretty rad. So, okay, I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Um, I had the pleasure of being at Jason's house a few weeks ago and helping him literally unbox almost the entire collection for display purposes. So I've gotten a handle up close the mm-hmm. figures, mm-hmm. and Kevin, you on un- you unbox all your figures. Mm-hmm. Who would you guys say are what you believe to be the top three best figures in the line? Um, right now, hey, for- take a minute and think about it if you need to. I can give you one right off the bat. Okay. Um, for for the ones that I have open right now, Tiger Force Outback is legit. So great. Um. And I'm also a big fan of the Lady J just because I feel like she looks more like the cartoon Lady J than the than the original action figure did. Um, mm-hmm. After that, that's it the gets tough. Spear uh, gun, so she's not. Oh, she's carrying a spear. She, you can, yeah. Mine's mine's just okay. holding a spear. She has a weird spear gun too. You're right, but but that's that the original that's figure came with the weird mm-hmm. spear. gun. That's a throwback yeah, to the fair. original figure. So they they incorporated yep. both, but yep. I like that she came with the hair and also the hair with the hat and you could which choose. was another throwback to the original figure right the the hat was uh i guess the the figure and the comic book but on the show she never wore the hat no um yeah and i'm also frankly i'm i'm quite fond of the the cobra officer or trooper whichever one it is that i have i i think he looks really good does he have a knife on his Right here, then that's the Cobra Trooper. Uh, no, his knife is holstered on his le- on his left leg. That's the officer. Oh, okay. Um, and I just like I'm really happy with the way I posed him. Um, I think the Cobra Commander looks really cool. Yeah, man. I don't know. They're the I, the biggest it's... letdown for me on some of these so far. I mean, like the. The gung-ho that doesn't look like original gung-ho is probably the biggest letdown. Yeah, he just looks like some weirdo without a shirt on. Right. Um, but now that I've and found not the... Dr. And, and not Dr. Mindbender. And not Dr. Mindbender. Also a weirdo without a shirt on. Correct. Um, I would say another like weird one. Well, there's some there's some questionable figure choices, I would say, like random 
Like, hey, oh, like why do that they figure? Make, why do they make that guy instead of a more prominent figure? Right. right. Like, example. Uh, Are you thinking of Karma um, So, like, why did they make uh, Prophet Director Destro? Which, by the way, <laughs> I think is is kind of a cool figure. Um, instead of like shipwreck, so I know you, they're making a shipwreck, but like, he's he's top 20 first figures right like what the hell so you, you um, you're not a big fan of 70s hell kitchen hell's kitchen pimp destro not particularly <laughs> um mostly because it's like where did that come from right um the other one is all of the snake eyes movie um figures uh hot garbage uh, i don't think all... they should have been in the line i mean if no. you want to make them as classified figures or six inch figures you have them as a standalone not numbers like when I first started collecting this, I, I was absolutely like my collection will not have these because I was like, well, I'm not a completionist, so I don't really care. Um, and but then I started to actually be able to complete the set. And so I had to buy them and they were really cheap on Amazon. They were like, you know, 10, $12 a piece. Some right. of them were like six. So between Amazon and Kevin, I was able to get all of them. So now, yes, well, um, they are in there, but. And I, I even kind of understand the repurposing of existing um, figure molds, like why the Tiger Force, why mm -hmm. the Python Patrol, right? Like I kind of get that, even though it's redundancy. And I'm a little perplexed about the bazooka figure coming out Tiger Force before the regular bazooka. That doesn't make any sense to me, but I still feel like there's a lot more OG figures that had, in my mind, like should have taken... A front seat to a lot of these ones that came out already yeah so, i mean and then the cobra island stuff so my my theory is this because if the like there's the there's a gi joe mobile app game and there's also that operation blackout console game that came out where they're all kind of wearing that cobra island gear and so i think that was gi joe or hasbro's attempt at rebranding gi joe and that's why they came out that way at first. But what they realized, I think, is that if they want this line to be successful, the people that are buying them are the ones that are going to say, I want just the a new version of the one I had, right, of the one I remember. And I feel like the line really took off when they started to look a little bit more like the original figures, the original characters from the cartoon or comic book. I don't know. I mean, Jason, what's your thought? I, so I, um, Kyle, the, the guy that does a lot of the toy collecting on, on YouTube, I watch his channel a lot when he does unboxing of GI Joe stuff and things like that. Um, he had a good point. He, when he was unboxing the first storm shadow, the, the winter black, uh, black and white storm shadow yeah. with the hood, that the was Ninja force one kind of in the, yeah, Ninja force one from the mid nineties or whatever, which it was. again, where the, why, why the hell did this? So figure... he made the point And basically he said that, um, if Hasbro releases storm shadow OG first, then that's all the ones that they're going to, that the collectors are going to buy. They're not going to buy any of the other storm shadows. Oh. And so in order to make more money, they release the weird ones first and then oh. the people are like oh well i might not get another chance i'm gonna buy him and then they release the ones that are and what everybody loves and then they're making more money whereas if they had released the old one beforehand 
then maybe they wouldn't have made so much more money. Like people wouldn't have bought well, that other Ninja Force Storm Shadow. But then so again, that, why that would makes you, sense because I bought have, the I bought the Snake Eyes movie Storm Shadow under the thought process that because they're hard to find, right? That I may not ever get my hands on yeah, a different Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow. And, mm-hmm. You know, you have to have Storm Shadow, right? You have to have a Storm Shadow. You have to have a Snake Eyes. Like that's the way you feel about certain characters. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> when I think about some of those, I mean, not to get sidetracked, but of course they completely dropped the ball on that Snake Eyes movie too. Um, but they've done that on all GI Joe movies. They've dropped the ball on all of them. I mean, they even. I'm just going to put this out there: when The Rock can't rescue your your franchise. Mm-hmm. You're done. It's yeah. done, dude. If you if you bring in the Rock and he doesn't solve the problems, they were not smelling what he was cooking. Yeah, like I bet he was even disappointed. Like this could have been better. Well, uh, I'm sure he wasn't disappointed by the paycheck. Probably not. But you know, I what I like about this stuff being around again, and I think did did this stuff kick off? It kicked off before the 40th anniversary, right? It started off before that, but they rolled into the 40th anniversary of Real American Hero. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember they made a big deal out of it. And I, that kind of adds to it too, Jason, what you were saying, which was, let's throw you some of these weird ones and try to lure you in. And then we'll start releasing the ones that you're looking for. Because like Tiger Force Duke looks pretty much like Tiger Force Duke looked. Mm-hmm. You know, More so uh, than the actual Duke that they have, right? Yeah, Which... and I mean, it's it's still a repaint of the first one they came out with. That's kind of modernized, kind of the same Duke. Right. It's still a little kooky, like that first series or so where they had the weird ass shin pads, like that kind of correct. It doesn't do anything for me. I like that they laid off on those and have more of a traditional boot as they got a little newer. But um, yeah, I mean. The Tiger Force ones are, are spot on. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like with some of these characters, like the shin pads and knee pads, I think was a part of the new rebranding they were trying. Um, I think the knee pads are used on certain characters to kind of hide the joints a little bit. But even the old action figures did that, right? It was a way to kind of h- hide the joint, the knee joint. <clears throat> um, but, you know. so. All right, Jay, what are your top three? Um, I really like Ali Viper. I think that that character, the the mold, the artwork, the the accessories, like he is full on the three and three quarter inch original Ali Viper. There's nothing that's I, that I think that stands out that be different. Um, backpacks the same, color schemes the same, shield mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. I think he's an awesome character. Uh, Spirit, who I never particularly had any fondness for. I mean, he was cool in the cartoon, but I never had him as an actual toy, mm. um, except for the Slaughter Marauders spirit. Okay. I, I think he's an awesome action figure, the rifle that he comes with, and the, um, just the he looks very similar to the toy from the three and three quarter inch original spirit line. I think that's a that was a, that's a really good one. Um, I think he looks uh, better than the original toy. He I, does. Yeah. Uh, and then my other one, I think. It, uh, Crockmaster. I mean, he's a little weird, but um, he looks legit like the old school toy. I mean, like 
the, the toy itself, I mean, back in the day, the toy was a little crazy too, but that was when they were coming out with stuff like Crystal Ball and these other like Big Boa, these other weird creatures that are characters that didn't really have anything get wrapped. Raptor, yep. Exactly. <laughs> Taxman. Taxman, Raptor. I mean, and so to, but that toy, I mean, the, the crocodile or the crocodile, depending on who you talk to, the um, looks exactly like the old, old school well, toy. He's is he from the United States? Then it's an alligator. There's no crocodiles here. Well, and he's named Crocmaster. Yeah, but I mean, at least it's not fumbles, right? Well, so Joe, I'm not sure if you're aware. Like this came up. Jason and I were talking about it one day, and Jason had been on, I think, on a message board or something, and there were they, somebody specifically said something about his alligator. Yeah, Crocmaster with his alligator. Yeah, we're like, no, uh, it is an alligator. It's a gator. It's not a crocodile. You can tell by the shape of its snout. I that's, said what I said. That's bad on Hasbro, then. Don't all- yeah, but alligators. What sounds been- better, Crocmaster or Gator Master? Like, come on, like. That's fair. That's fair. Well, either way, he's a good toy. I like he's a, him. Yeah, he does look re- really cool. Um, and Serpentor, um, I got boxed and then just recently i purchased one to open and um that's also a good representation of the the uh the toy and just a good looking character and i did not know that the uh his air chariot that he comes with is freaking huge like for, to come to be compared to the six inch figure itself it's it's uh, rather large and that's not fit on my shelf that's the first like non-motorcycle really for these other than the like the i think there's a, there's a hiss right that was oh. part of Haslab or something like that yeah 300 and bajillion but i mean of, of ones that come in a box like you have you know duke that comes with uh the motorcycle the tiger force version of the the, the ram motorcycle breaker comes with the ram right but that one itself was like normal size like i took that out of the box and i said yeah okay this is that's not that bad that's it's bigger than you know standard motorcycle but or three and three quarter inch gi joe motorcycle but still it wasn't insanely big but the air chariot's big yes they they did have that at the show too somebody had that out there and i was like wow that is actually because i'd only seen pictures of yours of like wow that's big they were selling the air chariot separate um, right. By the way, a uh, quick interjection. I may be wrong. It may actually be a crocodile, but I am sending you guys pictures for reference. So, <laughs> which one has a? I don't have one? the. I don't have Croc Master, so I can't look at the figure and decide if it's an alligator or a croc. But anyway, I digress. But yeah, um, I mean, he he was one that I was half and half on because, um, I did like Croc Master as a three and three quarter inch character, but uh, when I was talking to Jason about it originally, he like he measured the the crocodile out for me and based on the display boxes and stuff that I tend to buy, like he, he won't fit. And it's, it's crazy how big the crocodile is, but, um, I don't know that again, certain ones, the mold is really good. The painting is really good. I think barbecue, at least the slaughters Marauders barbecue. That's another one that I think looks really, really good. Yeah. So, all right. My favorites are, I have a solid one and two. 
And then I have like a one, two, three, four, five way tie for third place. <laughs> Sue me. Uh, top two, bar none, um, in, in, in no particular order, are Tiger Force Outback because I'm old now and I pretend that I still look badass like Outback does, <laughs> but I do not. Um, not only because I don't have gray hair yet, but uh, and then I really had a great time. I think the Sergeant Slaughter figure is a 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, it is. It's just a great figure. I like the different hands that come with him. You can put him in really funny poses, like kicking bats in the painful parts, um, <laughs> holding his own action figure that he comes with. Like, um, I think that's just a great, great figure. I wasn't the biggest Sergeant Slaughter fan. Um, as I got a little older, like I loved him in the cartoon. I, I thought he was cool, but like, he wasn't my favorite guy, but as I've gotten kind of older, I've kind of appreciated him a little bit more and what he does. Um, and then the five way tie for third place is I like the orange pants, uh, roadblock. That's a good one. Mm. Um, I think cause it's, it rings true to the original figure or at least close to the original figure. I, I likewise thought spirit was pretty awesome and not just cause he comes with an Eagle. Um, I think Storm Shadow, original Storm Shadow is pretty badass. Um, that was one of Storm Shadow is one of my all time favorite figures. I thought that was a great fig. Um, I really like the yellow and black bats, the original color scheme yeah. bats. That again was one of my favorite figures as a kid as well. And then I'm a big fan of the uh, mint, mint chip gung ho figure. Yeah. The blister pack figure again because, because he's so close to the original. Uh, the one disappointing uh, minus is that he, G.I. Joe, could not use the trademarked uh, EGA or Eagle Globe and Anchor um, for the figure anymore. So he has some, what I would say is a cross between some sort of Navy rank, uh, a German Eagle, and something completely made up for like um, Halo. That's kind of like what it looks like to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, like you said, they probably just don't have the ability to use it. It's it, it's an actual Marine Corps. It's copyrighted now. Right, yeah. So whereas all the other stuff is Joe Cobra. Um, and I don't think there's any other figures even in history that, that displayed an actual military branch logo the way Gung Ho did. Um, nope. Not to that degree, at least. Well, but... No other branch has an iconic. That's the Marines, right? Eagle Globe and Anchor. Yeah. So, um, you know, kind of bringing it back to the the GI Joe convention show, um, it was really cool to see both variations of GI Joe, the Real American Hero, and uh, even some of the twelve inch stuff all in one place. Um, and I think a lot of the people that were there, like I said, they were all pretty cool. They were willing to chat. They were willing to just talk about GI Joe type stuff. Um, they were, you know, polite. And, and I think it just, it was a good vibe. Uh, it was, it was pretty easy to get to. Um, and I think we, we've talked about like, we're going to, we're going to go again, right? We're going to, do it again next year if it's still going. Yeah, and it, it it'd probably be worth looking into um, 
I know that one of the guys that we talked to quite a bit um, as one of my goals was to complete my special missions collection of comics that I've had since I was a kid. Like I had like seven or so of the original ones from my youth that I still held on to for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, one of the guys mentioned a show in Pomona, I believe, mm. or Pasadena, not too far away from where I'm located. That's bigger. Mm. Um, but it's not GI Joe specific necessarily. So more of a comic con. Yeah, I did like, I did appreciate that it was GI Joe centric. Um, we haven't even talked about the, um, exclusive figure that was offered up. Oh yeah. Uh, that was pretty impressive um, in terms of time spent by artists and, you know, they, they sculpted like different hair, um, whatnot, but it was uh, Jay, do you want to talk about the figure yeah. since you're the one, you're the one of us who purchased it. Um, it, if you can remember, I remember what the guy said, but I, I'll let, since you have the figure, I'll let you talk about it. Okay. There was 130 of them made. That's I think that's what they said that they had. Um, it's the Diana, uh, Diana, 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 Dana or Donna, Dana. Donna maybe. Yeah. Something like October guard, right? She's the October guard. Um, it's super cool. I mean, yeah, they're definitely two head sculpts or, well, she's got a, she looks more like the comics. So not the cartoon with the pink, um, furry jacket and the mm. Russian hat. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of disappointed with that, that but it definitely does look more like the cart- the comic book from what I've seen. Uh, she comes with a patch, which I think is kind of cool. Um, a head sculpt, one with the without the Russian kind of little floppy hat a, on. I believe it's a tanker helmet. A yeah, soft it's a tanker, tanker helmet. helmet. So she's got mm-hmm. one with a tanker helmet on and one without a tanker helmet on. Um, it comes in a box that looks like Hasbro made it. It's got Hasbro seal on there and um, she's got the the little markings that you have or what she can do. Like if you go onto the website, the, you know, they tell you her stats. Um, the one thing I do like about it is it's got a file card on the back, which I think, um, you know, Kyle's right. They, they need a file card. They, you know, take the stupid artwork off the back of the box. Yeah, Hasbro, gonna... Hasbro missed the mark on that. And Big give time. everybody a file card. Big um, time. Just... It's not rocket science. Just repurpose the ones that already exist. Right. Just yeah. blow minus, them up. Minus the borderline offensive one from Zartan's uh, <laughs> original figure. Um, but yeah, and reprint it in four languages or whatever silly thing you're doing to make it more globally accessible. Right. Um, it's not rocket science. Like seriously, Hasbro, you're you're killing it in one area and completely half-assing it in another area. Well, not to mention their. Uh questionable distribution methods oh dear heavens i watched an episode of a youtuber that we have a love-hate relationship with and um dude crying out loud what's going on in canada like they have so many of them that they aren't even selling them at the store whereas we're happy if we see a figure other than the ones we mentioned earlier in the pod like Oh my God! It's a insert figure we haven't seen in the wild ever. Well, and that's, we already ha- that we already have, but we're like, oh my God! Well, and it you know for the three of us that became a thing, right? That like in the wild was, you know, for we went through a stretch where you were obligated to buy one. 
if it was in the wild. You were obligated to buy one because it's so rare to find. It was a spoken Um, rule that we had come to via text message that Mm -hmm. if we saw one that we didn't have, we kind of had to buy it. Mm -hmm. And if we had one, we bought a second one because we had to follow the code. Well, and then there was also, I mean, I, I outright would stand in the aisle and like text you guys. Hey, I still do that. Do you, do you need these ones? Like I've got these. I remember one time I was, I I was at a store and I was texting Jason and he wasn't responding. And I legitimately called him. I was like, Hey, I found this. Do you need it? And I don't think you ended up needing it, but it was still kind of like, I can't let him walk away. I can't walk away from this knowing that somebody, you know, might need one. You carried it around. Oh, I did. I'm pretty sure that after I talked to Jason, um, it was no longer in the toy aisle, toy aisle. It was with the chips. That's where I left it. (laughs) Um, Throw it away. See you later. But you know, it's, it's, it's rare to find some of these guys. And I, I think that was another main thing about the, the, the convention was maybe we'll find some of these ones that are super hard to find or that we don't ever come across, which of course, as we, as we mentioned, we did, um, but, you know, I want to also just real quick throw back to uh, Joe's love of the Sergeant Slaughter figure. <clears throat> I love Sergeant Slaughter from the get-go. Um, also, I was a huge professional wrestling fan. And so the fact that they brought in this wrestler, which the action figure version of Sergeant Slaughter looks nothing like. Body-wise, he looks nothing like the toy compared to the wrestler. But face is there voice is there it's it's sergeant slaughter um and i always just thought he was unique somehow like he was a minimalist figure right he didn't even the original one came with just the baton thing the i guess swagger stick it's called a swagger stick there you go um and that was it but it was sergeant slaughter right it was the guy that was training the gi joes that's the way that they were kind of talking about it um and so uh uh, Sergeant Slaughter does follow us on Twitter. And so that that's, you know, like one of those life goals that we didn't know we had, but we were all pretty excited when I, when I told you that we had Sergeant Slaughter following us. Um, so Sarge, if you're listening, uh, make your way to the SoCal Joe show next time around. Um, Please. Because that would probably uh, cause us to act like six, six year olds again. Um, six, seven, eight, whatever we were. I don't know. G.I. Joe was a long time. Still is, actually. I guess we could just act like 40-some-year-olds because that's we're yeah. still... Yeah. But I don't know. <clears throat> I think I think going to this show was, was a great idea for um, the experience, for uh, spending some time, you know, together in person and um, enjoying something that, that we really love. And so... Like I said, maybe it was small. Maybe it was not exactly what we expected. But my 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 grade for the the trip as a whole, with included as A plus, man. Like I I had a great time going to this. Yeah, yeah. It definitely brought back to the youth where you, you know you see GI Joes on the wall or in the packages. They're the their figures. Um, the really good group of people to talk to. Everyone was. You know, like you said, super nice. Um, well, you share a common, a common interest. Um, yeah. 
I mean, some of the guys are obviously just there to sling yeah. the product, but some of the guys are there because they sling a product. They get to have a live, make a living where they sling a product that they like, you know? And they, and they, a lot of them legitimately want to talk about it. They want to talk about the figures. They want to talk about what they think is cool. And that's not just, like I said, to, to sell something. Um, yeah. In fact, the, the epitome of that was the guy that Jay, I think you talked to the most, but I talked to him a little bit too. The um, Exo Squad guy. Oh, yeah. That guy was like hardcore. He's like, I made a website like yojo.com, which we are not sponsored by, by the way, but we're willing to listen to offers um, <laughs> about Exo Squad. For those of you who do not remember Exo Squad, um, it was a short lived figure line in the 90s, early 90s, late 80s. Cartoon series. Mid-90s. Cartoon series as well. It was the typical, um, you know, the toys follow the. The toys exist because the show exists. The TV show is slinging the toys. Right. Um, but they were pretty cool, like small. What were they like? An inch and a half figures. But they had these like yeah. big exo robot suits that like shot missiles. It, it had to have been late 90s or early 90s because of the spring loaded missile action. Yeah. And the hair. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And the hair. The cartoon. The hair. 93 well, and- 95. What's interesting that you're kind of bringing that up is it mentions it, it brings to something that happened with me all the time in the old days, which was I would try to get on board with like the newest thing and be like, oh, this is cool. I want to, I'm going to switch over to this toy. And then I always ended up back at G.I. Joe. And so, like I said, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're talking 30, 30 plus years later, we're still all back at G.I. Joe. And that was the, Frankly, that was the the cause of this podcast, which was we would be the three of us would be playing video games or something together and be legitimately having conversations about episodes of G.I. Joe or about the figures or whatever it may be. And we love I mean, we love Star Wars, too. Like we could have similar conversations about Star Wars, but I don't think it's to the same degree. Um, I, I definitely say that I cannot hold my own in Star Wars conversations um, as much as I can with a G.I. Joe conversation. To- toy right. and, like, cartoon, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the G.I. Joe cartoon and the toy, you, you can I, you can I recollect watched, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I definitely I should say I've watched a lot more G.I. Joe cartoons recently than I have, like, Star Wars. Like, I think on May the 4th, I decided to watch Star Wars, the episode 4, and I think it had been almost 20 years since I had seen episode four, um, full, like going all the way through, like right. maybe bits and pieces here, but actually sat down to watch that. I think it's been like 20 years. Um, and so I, I also never finished it cause I fell asleep. So I didn't technically, I have not technically seen it in 20 years. Well, I and I think too, you know, we all are capable of this. Like if we go look at some of these figures and it did happen at the show, I had a conversation about it. We can look at a GI Joe figure and the accessories that, that he's with. And like all of us at one time or another been like, that's not his gun. Like that's not what he's supposed to come with. Um, at the GI Joe show, there was an outback. I think it was a, it was a, a night force outback. And I was standing next to this other guy and he was telling the vendor, he's like, that's not the right waist for this guy. 
and uh, he, he actually like guy, huh? Is that the Australian guy? I think he was South African, South African or Australian oh, okay. something. Did he but, please tell me he started the conversation with Oi? I I I jumped in mid conversation, but I had to look when he was like, "That's not his waist," and that guy was like, "That's a long shot's waist or, or whatever." And I found a long shot in the bin next to it and like held it up and showed the guy. I'm like, see, it's this waist. Um, and I think we can all do that. Um, and it's, it's interesting between the three of us because one of us knows the answer. Uh, you know, Joe, in my mind, you're particularly good at this, like identifying, like, that's not right. That's not the right version of that weapon or that's not the right, um, you know, the right gun and like for my three and three quarter inch guys i do put in you know um stand-in weapons when i don't have the real weapon right if i don't have it i put in the stand-in weapon just so that they've got something but <clears throat> yeah i think it's just interesting that some people have the same besides the three of us that have that same level of of love and um i don't know i mean they're just meticulous about to the to the point of being uh, maybe a little obsessive compulsive about some of the figures and, and and things like that, but you know, it is what it what is. About, it's obviously not just us, so that helps. What What about you guys' uh, take on the the Super Seven, the Ultimate line, the one that's coming out that are the six or a little bit over six inch that are more opposable oh. than the unicorn ones? Um, I've seen them. I haven't really been able to get my hands on them to kind of like play with them a little bit. Um, I do appreciate their, so I would say that they're more like um, the cartoon, cartoon figures, mm -hmm. uh, which I, I kind of appreciate again, this, it hits the nostalgia button. Um, but I, I don't really, I'm not a fan of the price tag. Oh no. I think it's, it's outrageous for a toy which I get it. It's meant to be a collector item, but it, it basically I'm out because of the price tag on it. Like it's just not something I'm willing well, to throw down on, but I think they're neat. And they have the same amount of articulation as like the original, like seventies, eighties star Wars line. Right. So they don't, no, no, no. He means the big ones. Oh, The big guys. I think Jason is mute. Jason, you might be muted. Yeah, sorry. I, <laughs> I apologize. I just hit buttons. My family's trying to. Oh, so they're okay. These are the larger Super Seven ones. The not the. Yes. Yeah. The the not the they're called the Super Seven Ultimates. Okay. And they have the similar articulation, although not as much, I think, as the classified series. That now, they are molded and painted and sculpted exactly like the cartoon or closer to the cartoon than the classified series. But correct me if I'm wrong, there is like the four inch version, like that. Yes. Are... So there is the so that's the regular yeah. Super Seven. It's a three and a quarter inch or four inch, and it's got the you're right, it's the articulation of a Star Wars figure. From the seventies. Right. Um, but those are again, those are cool to me because of the nostalgia factor right. and that they look very similar to the cartoon. I would never buy those again because they're ridiculously overpriced for what they are. Right. But I really like the fact that they look just like figures from when we were kids. So I love seeing them in a store, you know, 
Um, they, they give you that feeling uh, of walking down an old school Toys R Us aisle that's just just you know top to bottom filled with GI Joe stuff. But yeah, that they're they're pricey, and uh, they just don't yeah they don't do it for me. Um, but still, like I said, it's nice to see them on, on a shelf in a store and be like, oh, that's you know GI Joe is here, it's back. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Um, any other thoughts on the uh, on the Temecula SoCal Joe show? I'm, I'll just end with it was everything that I hoped for. And it worked out perfectly for you. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. Joe. I found what I needed. And it's great. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was obviously it was less like I said less intrusive for me, but I was pretty happy with it. Again, I obviously. The company was excellent. Um, the subject matter was excellent. You know, like the price point was excellent. Like we paid for the early bird, which is only $10, big whoop. Um, but it would only have been $5 had we waited an hour. And we were actually in and out in pretty much an hour. Like we had come and seen all we needed to have in pretty much an hour. Yeah, I think we and we forced ourselves to stay a little bit longer. Right. And I, I mean, I was completely okay with that. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it worked out well. Um, I would definitely go again. Um, I think it's a good, like, you know, just to kind of tack on to the rest of the weekend. All You know, I think that was the first time we got all three full families together, mm-hmm. um, which was awesome in my opinion, because, you know, um, Usually one, uh, I'll just put it this way, one wife gets overwhelmed by all three of us usually. So <laughs> uh, uh, nice to get them all together and, and everybody have a, a good time and have the kids there. And yeah, I mean, I, I, 100% I would do it again. Um, so yeah, so I guess uh, we can give the SoCal Joe Show an, an A+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for what, for what it is else. and... and Again, leaning into the fact that it was predominantly G.I. Joe, I think, is what makes it for us. Um, <clears throat> so I think we're going to start to wrap up this this episode of the Saturday Morning Buffoons. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll speak for all three of us and uh, apologize that it's been a while since we've done an episode. We still owe our, you know, two and a half listeners uh, a, ma- a mass device episode or two. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're nice. supposed to do the mass device. Uh, I think... Maybe here, you know, uh, Joey, it's coming up to summer for you, so you'll be a little bit more available. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we can we can try to get back on track. Uh, you know, we're also, I think maybe we're going to post uh, some pictures of our classified figure collections on the Twitter account, uh, especially some of the sure. ones that, that Jason and Joe spent hours posing and, and setting up. Um, Feel free to use the Sergeant Slaughter montage I put together. For sure. For sure, uh, if if our listeners out there are are interested in us doing more episodes about action figures, um, you know, every once in a while instead of cartoons, uh, go ahead and say something to us on Twitter. Uh, but other than that, unless uh, you two fine gentlemen have anything else to say, I think we can call this call this episode over. Thank you very much for listening to the Saturday Morning Buffoons. Buffoons.